Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Today Insider Podcast. Great to be with you tonight. Uh, I don't know where you're at in the country here in L.A. It is 10.09 p.m., so I know a lot of you are already in bed if you're outside of the Pacific um, time zone, but I don't care. We got a ton to talk about. I literally just came from the locker room. The Raiders 34-17 performance. Um, I'm going to use the term dominating performance, and some of you may lift your eyelids a little bit, but by the time this podcast is over, I think you'll understand. There were some times tonight when guys were on the field not making very many plays. In fact, most of the poor plays, not all, but most came from guys who were not going to make this team anyways. Um, I got so much to cover. I mean, I've just got tons of notes. And in fairness, um, I want to start right at the beginning. I was stunned when they played Brian Hoyer as much as they did. Now, I have made it very clear because I think it's important as a reporter, if you want to maintain integrity and in character with your audience, that you always tell them, hey, this is an area where I may be biased. I don't believe that I am, but I might be. And you give people that information because I think it's just the right thing to do. I am a friend of Brian Hoyer's. I love him dearly. If my daughters were to marry men, not professional football players, just men like Brian, I would be very happy. Known him for many, many years. I'm friends with his parents, his brothers, his sisters. I was I mean, his grandmother, the whole deal. Again, not saying it braggadociously. I'm saying it because in the interest of fair disclosure, I put on Twitter tonight, it makes absolutely no sense why they're playing Brian Hoyer. Brian played a ton. He played, but Jimmy Garoppolo led the first series and was brilliant. We'll get to that in a minute. Then Brian played the rest of the first quarter and the rest of the second. There were things that Brian did that were really well. There were things that Brian did that were not well. But I had put on Twitter, this makes absolutely no sense. Now, I'm willing to do that because I'm not questioning Josh McDaniels' integrity. I'm saying it doesn't make sense, and I'm going to ask him about it. That's my job. And I had a great visit with Josh at the podium. I had a great visit, which was off the record in the locker room, which I won't get into with you because it's off the record. But um, talk to some other people. And now the playing of Brian makes complete sense to me. Um, I was told, and you may remember this, I've had a lot of people ask me if Jimmy Garoppolo were to go down, were to go down injured, would Brian Hoyer be the one that went in or Aiden O'Connell? And I have said, and you can go back, I, I don't mind being held accountable. You can look at the podcast and everything I write. I have said it depends on where in the year they were and in what position they were in. And now that's what I've been told. That's the only thing I can replay, report to you is what I know to be factual. One thing I want you to learn about me is when I'm giving you opinion, I'll say in my opinion. Well, I had not been told, I mean, I, I thought, the way Aiden's been playing, he certainly was pushing. And uh, But I don't think there was anyone in the Raider organization that expected him to be competing at this point for Brian Hoyer's job. I think they thought that they would bring him along slowly. Well, he is competing now. And that was the case before the game tonight. It's why Brian, who was clearly the number two coming in, got as many reps as he did. Josh said, you know, when there's a competition – 
And so there's clearly a competition for that job. Now, Brian Hoyer and I have been friends a long time, and Brian Hoyer is a super smart guy. He was brought in here to back up Jimmy, but also to be a teacher like he was to Mac Jones, and he's done a tremendous job. He knows the system backwards and forwards. And But I would tell you right now that Aiden O'Connell, if he hasn't won it, is certainly pushing him very hard. And I think is clearly the guy now that if Jimmy were to go down um, six, eight games into the season, Aiden O'Connell would be your guy. So that's why. And when now, when I've been told previously, you know, Brian's are two. And then you find out there's a competition that makes complete sense. So I don't think there's anything to apologize about my tweet. I gave you the best information that I had. And and to Josh's credit, now, Josh takes a lot of grief, which is fine. People can do whatever they want. But I have always appreciated with him. Josh McDaniels has never once looked at me and lied. I don't think he ever has with the fans. Every time I say that, people bring up him saying he wanted Waller to be part of the team a long time. He did. And some things happened. And so they needed to make a change. And you know what? How many times in your life has things happened and there had to be a change? It wasn't like you lied. So I wanted to get that out first and foremost because I thought it was really, really important. But let's get right to it. I want to get to the information. Josh rolled the dice tonight, and he plays um, and he plays Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I have here my, my notes and the final book. And for those of you that aren't in the media, you wouldn't know this. Final book is literally all the information from the game. And let me just say big thanks to the Raiders and Rams PR staff. Just terrific professionals have been great all week to deal with here in LA. So Jimmy comes in and let's talk about what Jimmy did. If you don't mind, uh, Jimmy goes four for four, 39 yards, no sacks and, uh, no TDs. His longest pass was 18, no interceptions. Okay. His quarterback rating was 107. He was very good. He just masterfully took the team down the field he threw four passes to four wide receivers. Now, I told y'all you weren't going to see Devontae, and Devontae pushed to get out there and practice and joint practices. And then he wanted to play tonight, so they let him on the field for one play. Jimmy knew he wasn't allowed to throw to him, and then they got him off the field. <laughs> but that's just him. He's I don't even expect him to make the trip to Dallas next week. Now, so then Brian Hoyer comes in, and Brian um, – was 20, uh, 12 of 22 for 144 yards. He had one sack, no TDs, uh, uh, one interception with a 55, excuse me, 56% um, quarterback rating. Not a good day for Brian at all. Now, part of that was Brian's fault. Part of it was some other guy's fault. And um, But it is what it is, and uh, you move on. He's a 15-year vet. You know what he's going to give you, and you keep moving on. So let's talk about this. The, there was a lot of... Every special teams, the guys brought the balls out tonight. We're not kneeling. We're not fair catching. Get out there and do something. So the police starts with a bam. DeAndre Carter takes the ball on the opening kickoff and runs for 30 yards. A 30-yard return. He just set the, the message right now. We're coming out for blood, man. Now, I would not have played Jimmy Garoppolo. But I also don't have the Super Bowl rings of Josh McDaniels. So I wouldn't have. I think it's just too big of a risk. But he wanted to send a message. He and and he wanted to send a message to our to his team. You came down here, 
You've had a great training camp. You won both practices against San Francisco. You won the game. You came here. You won both practices. Let's go win the game. Let's just keep the patterns of consistency. And that's exactly what they did. So he rolled the dice. But hey, if you don't have more Super Bowl rings than him, you can question it. I did. But he's the man. And uh, and it worked out good for him. So good for him. There's a little bit of riverboat gambling in Josh McDaniels, and I like it. Maybe I'm just a little bit too conservative, so we'll leave it there. Now, let's look at a couple other things. Michael Mayer, we finally got an appearance by him at tight end. He did terrific catching the ball, blocking, uh, and his routes. Brian Hoarder had a pick, I had a, a, a play where Michael was wide open. Just had to throw it over. Didn't work out, but man, he was wide. I believe that was the pick six. If I'm wrong, I'm not lying. But Michael Mayer, first action. Now, I've told you guys all along, all can. After they got rid of OJ Howard, he was he was TE1. And and tonight he started. He played like TE1. He is TE1. There's no competition there. Um, having said that, let's talk about Austin Hooper. I mean, now I, I want to make a comment because this is really, really important. Austin Hooper is a is a vet. He mis- makes a drop that he can't make and then gets a really bad offensive pass interference call in the red zone. He's been around too long. He's too much of a veteran. He cannot make those kind of mistakes. A drop, okay, I can live with one. But the OPI, there's no excuse for it. You cannot make those mistakes in the red zone. Now, the Raiders continue to be really good in the red zone. There's some guys that got penalties that aren't, you know, let that go. But the, the Raiders were consistently very disciplined, but Hooper's Hooper's uh, mistakes were very disappointing to me. Now, they're going to keep three tight ends. We didn't see a whole ton from Cole Fotheringham. Now, in interest of fair disclosure, I left with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter because I had to get down to the um, locker room. So if something happened after I left, I didn't see it. I apologize, and I'll get it in my recap. That's why I do a recap pod as well, because then I go watch the the tape, watch the film, whatever you want to call it. But um, I thought Michael Mayer was sensational. How about Amari Bernie? I don't know if you could what you could see at home, but man, he was a being. Was he perfect? No, he's a rookie. But Amari Mer, Amari Bernie again showed you. What he's got gave you a little bit of a glimpse into the future. Do I think he may be a force this year? Nah, maybe not. I mean, I think he's going to be make plays on special teams. I think he'll get reps. You know, he's got a long way to develop, but I still think Amari Bernie's going to be really good in this league. And then I think he showed some flashes of that tonight. Now, uh, I want to talk about the second play of the game. So they come out, Jimmy hands a ball off to Zamir, has a good run. Then he comes off the field and they bring Amir Abdullah in. And Amir. Um, catches a pass. That's not a good sign for Zamir. Zamir has got to improve in the passing game, not just the ability to catch the ball, but the blocking part. And I thought that was a big key. thought it was a really, really big key that they brought him out. And if Zamir wants that, that RB1 job, if he wants to be able to say to the Raiders, hey, don't tag Josh next year, He's got to improve in the passing game. He just has to. Great kid, hard worker. I think he's better than he was last year, but he's not RB1 material. Not where this team is going. He's not RB1 material yet. I'm not done with Zeus. I'm not saying cut Zeus. Dear God, no. 
I believe in him. I'm just telling you where he's got to get going. Um, but that was a big one. Then I want to talk about uh, Brandon Bolden had a TD run. That was just really pretty. Now, I know the Raiders would love a run a young running back to come in and beat out an Amir or beat out a, a Brandon Bolden, but they're not. And part of it is because Brandon Bolden and Amir Abdullah are making it difficult for them to beat him out. They're just playing really well. And I think you saw a little bit of that with Brandon Bolden's touchdown. If you DVR DVR the game, go back, watch it, and play it back slow. Just watch his eyes. You say, well, I can't see his eyes. But you can see his helmet. You can see his vision. You can watch him cut. His eyes are here, and then he makes a cut here without even looking. That means he's looking at his – I don't know if that shows up on the camera, but my head's going this way, but my eyes are going that way. Really good stuff by Bolden. Love it, love it, love it. How about Thayer – I mean – Thayer Mumford started at right tackle, but Jermaine Illuminor started at left because they wanted Colton to just get healthy. Jermaine Illuminor had a big night. Go back and watch the film. Dear Lord, he was just on. I think it's the best he's looked all of preseason. I don't even think it's close. In fact, I told him that in the the, uh, locker room. Uh, I didn't interview him. I just walked up, slapped him. I said, man, you were balling. I think that was your best your best of the camp. He was phenomenal. He was really good. And Thayer Mumford was really good, too. I think what you're seeing with Thayer and Jermaine, they're both going to make the roster, is you're seeing the Raiders got some really good depth. Now, I hope you're also noticing, and you saw it with Jimmy and with Aiden, not so much with – a little bit with Brian, especially in that two-minute offense. Brian ran a really good two-minute offense. Um, where he went down and it should have been a touchdown. Uh, Trey Tucker just dropped the ball. But in this new offense, one, two, three, out. Remember, that's not one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. It's one, two, three. It's probably under two seconds. Is Those guys don't have to pass block for 100 years. Now, I kept putting on Twitter numerous times. I mean, there was one particular play where Aiden O'Connell was looking around like, oh, my God, I still have time? (laughs) <laughs> I'm back at Purdue playing Northwestern or Indiana. Anyways, uh, it, it, Jermaine played well. Thayer played really, really well. I thought those two both played really, really well. Um, I do want to talk about later in the game, Zamir had a nine-yard reception, and he got out on space quick. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm voicing this to you is because I know a lot of you DVR the game. I want you to be able to go back and see – that pass, you say, it was only nine yards. Yeah, it was, but it was something you would not have seen out of Zamir last year. Kind of veers out in the flat. The ball's there. He gets it. He he he, he looks the ball into his hand and then accelerates. Now, let me give you an example of, of doing that the wrong way. Um, I'm going to have the video up either tomorrow, depending on when you see this, or Monday. But um, I interviewed uh, Amik Robertson in the locker room. And you all know I love, I love Amik. He just, his hands are on the ball. Well, he dropped a big pick six, and he admitted to me, this is why I love Amik. There's no excuses. He goes, yeah, I was probably thinking about the end zone. You know, I can deal with that. We've all made mistakes in our lives. I made a lot of big ones. You know what? Just be a man, apologize, own it. And and, and in football, you don't really need to apologize. That's not what I mean. But Amik's like, yeah, I was just looking at the end zone. You saw that a little bit with Zamir last year. And that catch shows you that – just go back – again, go back and watch. It was a thing of beauty. 
and he just he looked at you and he said, well, it was only a nine yard. It, it's not the nine yards. It's not the play. It's preseason. It's not the play. It shows his development, shows the coaching. It shows where he's growing as a player. So I think he's getting there. I think he's going to be an RB1. He's an RB1 now, but he doesn't have to be because Josh will be back. But I think he's getting there, and I think that play showed you a lot. Next, I want to get to Brian Hoyer. I, I mentioned how good he was, though, in the in the two-minute drill. He was phenomenal. But I want to talk to you about one of his first drives that he did that I thought was really good. So I want you to picture that you're the defensive player and I'm the quarterback, okay? And, and I, I understand some people said, oh, you're quirky, you're country, you're a nerd, whatever. That's fine. But I, I want to bring you in and explain what you're looking at. Okay, so you're the defensive player. I'm Brian. So Brian comes to the line of scrimmage. He makes his pre-snap read. And he sees, and I'm, I'm going to stay with me for a minute. The, the play is supposed to go to his left. You're, you're right if you're the defense. So he checks over and brings a, a guy in closer to the line of scrimmage, which forces the Rams to move to your left, my right. Remember now, the play wants to go left. So he brings the guy over. The guy lines up in the slot or close to the tight end standing. You can go back and watch it. The Rams have to adjust, and then Brian looks right, and the play is when the ball is snapped, boom, throws left. It was there. It was, it was a brilliant vet move. He brought a guy over to make the defense adjust to what could be a run, and then Brian throws out the flat. It was a really, really good play. And, again, that's part of the Josh McDaniels pre-snap read offense. I really encourage you to go watch that. It was really good. Now, again, some bad throws, some throws that made no sense. I'm not – Brian, his QB rating was 55, and it is what it is. And, it you know, that's the reality of the game of football. And, you know, Brian's had a lot of good nights. He's – tonight was not. And I know other people. I mean, I'm a writer. There's sometimes I write an article, and I'm like, man, I nailed it. And then sometimes that completely sucked. It's the way it is. And I'm sure it's that way at your job too. So let's keep moving on. Then, you know, Brian with the pick six. But on that two-minute drive, the 77 plays, 70 yards. Now, I now that I understand what was going on, it makes complete sense to me why they played Brian as long as they did. There's a competition. And if you're going to bench, not bench, but if you're going to move a 15-year vet, then you got to let him Show what he can do and then let the rookie show. Here's what it is. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I hope Aiden O'Connell gets two or three quarters in Dallas, except if they've made the conscientious decision, Aiden is our two, you give him the first quarter, let Brian have a, you know, a quarter, and then give the second half to Chase Garbers. Period. I mean, to me right now, um, it's clearly a competition, and I don't think it's much of a competition, but I think they want it to be a little bit more. They want the Rook to just go out and win it. So we're going to see how that plays out. Next, I want to talk about um, Trey Tucker. Now, I want to get his stats to be specific, if you don't mind. Trey Tucker, he uh, had seven targets. He caught three for 66 yards. And he had a huge drop in the end zone. Now, I need to explain something to you. Because some of you may be saying, well, how come you're ticked off at Hooper, but not Trey Tucker? Hooper's a seasoned vet. Tucker's a rookie. 
Okay, I expect more out of Brian Hoyer than I expect out of Aiden O'Connell. That's just the reality. I mean, it's just just the reality. You know, I'm going to expect more out of Max Crosby than Tyree Wilson. And so, you know, he's got Trey's got to. He's had he had a couple of drops, and um, he's going to have to fix that because it's when the regular season it's going to cost him reps. It's going to cost him reps, and your quarterback has to be able to trust you. And your team has to be able to trust you. Now, I don't think Trey's in any danger of losing trust. He's made a lot of big catches in this camp. But when the lights are on and it's a game, that's the biggest time. So I hope he gets a ton of time in Dallas. I mean, he's going to make the team. He's going to play a lot. I hope he plays a long time in Dallas. I'd like to see him get a whole half in Dallas. All right, moving on here. Um, I want to talk about – I already talked about uh, Austin Hooper, uh, again, a meek with the pick six. Then uh, there was another play with a meek where the Rams made a really good play. And if he would have turned his head and looked back, he could have just batted the ball down. These are little things. Again, I love a meek. What a great kid. Just super great kid. Man, he's just a great kid. But we're talking about, you know, you got to catch that ball. I mean, he's, he's been in the league a few years now. You got to catch that ball, Amique. You're You are fighting to make this team, and I want you to make it. But you got to catch that ball. You got to put turn your head back on a swivel and be able to put your hand up and block that pass. But then he turns around and makes uh, a huge tackle. Just comes up and bam, makes a big play. So Amik is flashing. I mean, it's like the pick six. Should have had it, but at least they didn't catch it. He was in position. He's going to make it really difficult. He's battling for a roster spot. And, man, I want to see him make it. But those kind of mistakes, he's not a rookie anymore, can cost him, and, and he's got to get that. But, man, he comes off the field, and Marcus Peters goes running over to him. Remember I talked to you about Marcus Peters' humility? So impressive. I, that guy, the more I'm around him, I'm just impressed with him. And he runs over there like a big brother, not to rip him, not to get in his face, just to get over and encourage him. And I have not seen that side of Marcus Peters. I know I say it all the time, but it's important for you to hear it. My job's to relate to you. You know, you guys aren't going to the locker room and you guys don't get to see what we get to see. So I'm trying to give you as much insider information as I can. Um, Again, Jordan Willis just played great. Now, here is where I need fans to understand something. And, and I've talked about it in previous articles and podcasts, but this is really important for you. Remember, it's just not a box score. Now, one of my followers on Twitter was really funny and said, I invested my entire uh, life savings in this game in a bet in Vegas. It is about the box score. Okay, other for other than gamblers, um, but it it is important because you know Jordan Willis and some of these guys were on the field and they were making plays with guys that aren't going to make this team who weren't making plays. So you can look at some of that and say, "Oh, geez, they didn't look good there." But it's understanding who are they going against. Now the Raiders played not all their ones by any. Long shot. They played, you know, but they played some of their ones in the first drive. The Rams played some of their ones. So that was a fair trade. And then 
you know, the there were times when the um, Aiden O'Connell was in there moving the ball, and they had twos and threes in there, no fours. So again, that that to me added to Aiden's performance, just because he went about some really good competition. Um, again, there were some penalties. I'm not gonna. I, it was nothing like previously, and and some of them were happening. By, by people that may not be long-term solutions. Let's just leave it there. And so I thought the disciplines were fine. I thought the Hooper one was not fine. And I think he's going to make the 53. I'm not saying he's not. But that was just a terrible – that was the only really penalty that you're like, nah, what are you doing? All right. Then I want to get to McCormick. Uh, in the two-minute drill, I talked about Brian Hoyer – he had a beautiful pass catch in the flat. I mean, beautiful. And uh, he just keeps pushing. I, I want to look at his stats real quick. Um, so we'll talk about uh, Sincere McCormick. He had that one catch in the flat. Um, and he was out there, and he, and he made it. And it was a, really a pass. It was just kind of a dump down. Let's avoid a sack. Just get rid of it. And I thought that was really good. He was ready. He was up, and he was available. But let's talk about rushing because uh, for McCormick tonight, it was only one rush for three yards. He didn't get a lot. Um, and now I think he's going to probably get a shot at this practice squad. I don't think he's going to make the roster. You've got Bolden, Amir Abdullah, Zamir White, and Josh Jacobs. And I'll get into more of that later coming up this week when I give my new projected 53-man start roster, and there's a bunch of changes on it. Um, let's talk about Aiden O'Connell. Um, he had a, his second pass went for 21 yards. And the thing that really got me, um, is he got obliterated. I mean, he got walloped. That kid is just now. I'm in the interest of fair disclosure. I'm a Midwestern guy. I'm a Big Ten guy. He's Big Ten tough, and that kid just boom <laughs> jumped up. Let's go! And uh, part of that's his age. And uh, if he was probably ten years older, I don't know that he would have jumped up like that. But uh, he just stayed in the pocket, tough as nails. Knew he was going to get his butt kicked. Now, I mean, he knew this guy's going to. Stop on a dime, and I'm going to have to give him nine cents change. It just, bam, and uh, but he did it, and it was really good. Just a terrific play by him. And again, you saw that also with Jimmy G. Uh, there was a play where he's sitting in there to throw the ball, and he got he got walloped. I mean, where I'm from, we'd call it a shellacking. He got shellacked, and uh, I asked him about it in the locker room. Maybe somebody else did. One of us did. I don't remember now. Uh, and I'll have that video for you probably tomorrow or the next day. But about staying in and getting that hit, he goes, yeah, it felt good. And it did. And I, I asked him about, man, it's been eight months since you played. How nice is it to get out there in a game? And he he was all pretty excited. He loves the game. In fact, I even said to him, you know, it was, the game was taken away from you for eight months. Does it just make you fall in love with it all more? Yeah, I, my parents were married for many, many years before my father died, and and you know, you, I'm married to the love of my my life, and it amazes when you go through tough times or 
whatever. You just fall more in love with each other. And I'm not trying to be sappy on a football podcast, but I think that's ha- that happens in every area of life. You know, maybe your kids move out of the house and you get a little bit of adjustment, you know, and, and I, I asked him about it. He said, yeah, anytime it's taken away from me, you do. Just remember why you love it. I, I just think it's fun to watch Jimmy have fun. I love to watch people who love life. I love to see other people prosper. I love to see other people succeed. I love to see other people have good things happen to them because I'm just that way. I don't, I don't feel like if, if, if you succeed, you know, you, you cheated me. That's just a lazy person's attitude. Go succeed. Cause if you can do it, I can do it. And uh, I, I like to see it. And Jimmy's having a lot of fun. All right, let's keep moving along. I want to talk about Christian Wilkerson. This is a guy. So one of my Twitter followers asked me, how come we haven't been hearing about him? Cause I've been telling you the Raiders have the deepest. Um, wide receiver room in the NFL and there just isn't a lot of room now I think this young man can play in the National Football League he makes mistakes that he can't make but I think he's got a future I think he can make it I don't think he's making this roster at all he may get signed in the practice squad and I know ideally I think that's where they would like him to land but um uh, again he made some plays and then kind of shoots himself in the foot he's young that's part of the process. But uh, Christian Wilkerson tonight, I, I think if I had to rate his performance, B minus. If he could have eliminated a couple of mistakes, man, he would have been an A. But still a good performance by Christian Wilkerson. Then we'll talk about Curtis Bolton and Drake Thomas. Bolton, the kid out of Oklahoma. Drake Thomas, the UDFA who I told you I thought would make this roster coming into camp. He's just a tackling machine. He had a big night tonight. Um. I don't know if he's going to make the team. I, to me, I think he's right on the bubble. But tonight certainly helped a Drake Thomas trying to get on this team. Uh, Bolton, do I think he's on? No. Do I think he could be? Yes. But he certainly didn't hurt himself tonight. Um, then I want to talk about uh, There was a 22-yard catch by Trey Tucker. In fact, I want to go back. I want to make sure it was Trey. Yeah, it was Trey Tucker. There was a 22-yard catch by Trey Tucker tonight in which Aiden O'Connell threw that ball before he came out of his cut. Now, if you um, DVR'd the game and you want to learn the game, and you want to learn Josh McDaniel's system, go back and watch this play. Because you've heard me talk about like the other day in practice when Jimmy overthrew a guy and he threw to a spot. You should go back and read my Twitter. Every Los Angeles Rams fan, you're just making excuses. Whatever. I thought it was funny personally. I'm not complaining about my critics. I'm I'm laughing at them. Because Josh McDaniels' system is predicated on throwing to a spot. So Aiden, then this would be a great example for you to go learn. Aiden throws the ball before Trey makes his cut. Trey makes his cut, and bam, the ball's right there. And he makes the beautiful catch, just right in his hands. It's just like, oh, give me that beautiful newborn baby and let me protect it. (laughs) And uh, um, it was just a great catch. And so I, I wrote that down because I thought it would be a great way for you to go understand the Josh system. And I also thought it would be a really good, uh, 
bragging point for Aiden O'Connell and a point about how Trey Tucker, you know, he comes back after dropping a touchdown in the end zone with that kind of catch. He, the kid's going to be really good. Trey Tucker's going to be special. And, um, and I think you're seeing it and that's something that should concern can in, encourage you. Now I want to talk about another one. And by the way, you can watch the video. It's really hilarious. Um, that I thought was pretty funny anyways. Um, Aiden O'Connell takes off for a run. And uh, I've got the video. I interviewed him after the game in the locker room, and I'm going to put that up again tomorrow or Monday. But I said to Aiden O'Connell, I said, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? You got wheels? And uh, he says, yeah, what I need to. And uh, I thought that was really good because here's the whole deal. Your quarterback the Josh McDaniel system does not require the quarterback to be Patrick Mahomes. But when they've got four guys coming on a rush and seven back in defense, and it's a, you know, a, a third and three, a second and four, and there's that space, you've got to be able to take off. You just can't stand there and hold the ball and get a fumble or whatever. And I thought that was huge. I know this. Josh was thrilled. Very thrilled. And he got out of bounds. He didn't take the hit. He wasn't trying to show off his toughness. He just took care of his business. Now, um, there were some guys struggling tonight that aren't going to make this roster. Now, I know some of you are going to say, um, well, you just don't want to call anybody out. That's not true. I, I called out Brian Hoyer, who's a dear friend. I've called out other guys tonight who didn't play well. But they just won 34-17. It's not like there was a ton of guys who are going to make this roster who didn't play well. Dear, come on now. Give me a break. And uh, I'm not just going to criticize because I want somebody to hear my voice. It's got to be a germane criticism. And I just think that was important to remember. There were some guys that you may have even said, who's that? That doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. There doesn't mean they don't matter as people. It just doesn't matter in the long-term viability. Or they're young players that'll get signed to a practice squad to be brought along. Um, last thing I want to talk about uh, two guys: McClendon, Curtis. Uh, let's just talk about Dalton Wagner here for a minute. With Brandon Parker out now, there's a big chance that Dalton Wagner has a chance to make this team, and he got a lot of reps. Now he made a bungle just a terrible play in the goal line for a penalty now you may say wait a minute you ripped austin hooper for a penalty why aren't you going after dalton wagner because dalton was a rookie on the goal line after in the locker room I, I mean he just brought it up okay those are learning experiences that's not a dumb penalty it's a rookie learning there's a difference and uh, I thought, you know, again, I thought the offensive line, um, there are a couple guys I thought that didn't play well who aren't going to make the team. So I'm not even going to get into it. Um, but I thought well, as the offensive line tonight and the defensive line both. Now, let's talk about something because I think something showed up tonight. I've said to you all along, if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, I think this team wins nine games. I don't think nine gets them into a playoff. I think they'd have to get to 10. Could they steal a 10th one? Sure, they could. But there's a lot of wish you, should you, could you, would you. I think they win nine if Jimmy stays healthy for 17. 
nothing has changed my opinion. And you may ask why. Because I still have some concerns about some, I think they're much better in the defensive backfield. I also think they're much younger. And they've got some really good teams on this schedule that can throw the football. And some of them that throw it quick. So that negates the defensive line's ability to get rush. So right now, I think the Raiders still win nine. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they go in and win 10 or 11. Or like I said, if they lose Jimmy, do they only win six? But I was asked this week, and it wasn't somebody being a jerk. They just said, Hondo, you're so optimistic on the team. You've got to change your prediction. No, I don't. Because there's been a lot to be optimistic about. But I also know the Rams and the Niners are nowhere near the best teams they're going to face this year. So, again, I still think they win nine games, could possibly steal a tenth, and if they do, they would get in the playoffs. But I'm predicting nine if Jimmy stays healthy for all 17 because I still think this team has to get better in the defensive backfield. Now, another thing you want to remember is that the Rams tonight didn't face Tyree. The Rams didn't face Max. They didn't face Chandler Jones. You know, they didn't face Colton Miller. Devontae for one play, and he wasn't even allowed to catch a football. Josh Jacobs is in here. So the Raiders could very well possibly be even better. But I leave you with this thought. Coming into this week, I told you I needed to see the Raiders win two of three. Either both joint practices or one joint practice in a game. They won all three. The first day, just like last week, they won, but it wasn't dominant. That was the first day of, of um, joint practice. You can go back and watch that video or read my article. The second day, they were much better. And tonight, again, significantly better than the Rams. Now, I don't want to hear, but the Rams didn't play all their ones. Neither did the Raiders. But all we can analyze is where they are now. And to people on Twitter that say, it's only preseason. Okay, then why are you reading and watching? It's only preseason. Show up September 10th. The point is, is when you're trying to build a team on consistency, it's not just consistency on September 10th. If you think consistency starts September 10th, then I'm sorry. You are an armchair quarterback who is about as ignorant on football as I would be if you walked into Jenny Craig and I'm the instructor. Consistency starts in the weight room, in the locker room, in your off-season workouts, in mini camps, in OTAs, and then in training camp. And I've been at every practice in every game. And if you haven't, then what I would say to you is this team has gotten better every day. Now, on September 10th, they're going to be in Denver. I'll be sitting there in the Mile High City, right here with you doing a podcast after the game. We're going to find out if that consistency carries over to the regular season. But for now, that's all they can do. And they're doing it. So from right here at SoFi Stadium, I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I want to thank you personally for joining me tonight. I wish you and your family nothing but the best. If you're here 
and you're in line with the storm, I want you to know we're praying for you and your family that you'll be safe. And if you're not, keep a safe prayer for us. But we love and appreciate all of you guys. Again, don't forget, subscribe, get our newsletters, read all of our articles. You guys are simply amazing. It's fun to serve you. You got a lot of places to go for information. Thank you for coming here. Good night, everybody from SoFi Stadium. God bless you. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.